If we look at the gospel, what we see here are several elements which would be very helpful for us to deepen our understanding of the call that God has given to us, the call to follow him. What do we see in this gospel? First of all, Jesus goes from Nazareth, where he was not accepted because people felt that they know him. He's a son of carpenter. He went, he goes to, to Capernaum. That's where he established like a center of his mission. And so there he begins to preach. He preaches in the synagogue. He preaches also at the lake. And then people begin to listen, to follow him. In the meantime, he also does extraordinary signs. As you know, he's healing. He heals everyone, no matter what type of diseases they have, illnesses they have, he heals all. And also, he begins to expel demons. There's a powerful, the way the people say, he speaks with authority. Things happen when he, when he says that this is the case, whether he expels demons or heals people. But he touches each person individually. He's not teaching in general. He could have said, all of you who are here, you're all healed. No, he wants to touch each person because each person is unique, unrepeatable. All of us are unique and unrepeatable. And the relationship that the Lord is asking us to have is that individual, personal, a personal touch and presence. We see this when, when Jesus is asking Peter, can I use your boat, literally? Because there's too many people, there's too many crowds, it's much easier to preach from the shore. And so Peter allows him to do that. And there he's teaching and guiding people. And there what happens is there's, at, that, at the end, he asks Peter, go out, go into the deep and lower your nets and go for fishing. Now, see, this is the difficulty and this is with all of us. Peter knows his profession. He knows his profession. We've been there the whole night. We didn't catch anything. Fish doesn't show up there. Fish, fish you know, the schools of fish, they have to move. And, and so he understands from the perspective of his profession, things can't be that way. And he is honest with Jesus. I don't think there are any fish. You tell me to do this, but I know there's no fish there. We were there all night. And so, but he says, because you ask me, because you ask me, I am willing to do this. And so, because you ask me, so therefore Peter does that, and he realizes that contrary to his knowledge, contrary to his prudence, contrary to everything that he is, that if he follows the word of God, if he follows Jesus' words to him, his command, things happen. And so there he is. He's caught. He's really caught in a fishnet because he now he realizes there's something so unusual that happened. It, normally, it should not have happened. We were there. We were fishing. We couldn't catch anything. We're there all night struggling to get anything, and there's nothing there. And yet he realizes that if he listens to Christ, to the Lord, to Jesus, if he listens to him, things will happen. And this is why he says, I don't belong in this crowd. 
I don't have this type of faith. I don't have this type of ability to listen. You depart from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. I'm just a normal human person. I don't have what it takes to be with you. I don't take what it takes to, to hang around you. Okay, Peter is, real, is realistic. He knows himself. And this is the invitation that the Lord is asking us, all of us, no matter what age we are, no matter what conditions, no matter what profession we are, he's asking us to listen to him and to follow him. What does it mean to do so? Because it feels like, well, I don't have the ability, but we never think in the category of nature plus grace. Nature, we know our professions, we know who we are, we know our neighbors, we know our wives, husbands, teachers, whoever we are, we know people, we know our politicians, we know our leaders, social leaders, we know them. And yet, what the Lord is saying to us is that yes, just like Peter knows his profession well, and does not expect more from, from what he knows. But the Lord says to us, yes, there's, there's the knowledge that you have, the experience that you have, but you don't include grace. We don't include grace. The special gift that God gives you, no matter where you are, and gives you that grace. I have to say that I've, in my own life, I, I know what Peter is saying. Because what happens is I felt drawn to the priesthood even when I was a child and in religious life as a teenager. But I said, but it's not possible because I'm, I want to get married, okay? I'm attracted to girls and I want to be married. And I said, you know, there's a time came where it was a very decisive moment. And he says, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't do it. I know myself. I know myself. And so you have to fix this problem because I can't fix it. And, and the minute I said, you have to fix it, somehow along the way, the Lord began to fix it, not the way I envisioned, but nonetheless, the Lord did provide the grace. And so it happened. I, I have to tell you, I know a nurse who just wanted to be a nurse. She wasn't thinking of doing some extraordinary things. And yet what happens is that when the grace comes, and there's a special call, and even this call doesn't seem to make sense. Even it seems like there's nothing there. And yet that person is willing to say, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to help somehow spiritually nurses so they can be more than just a nurse because there's so many people who are dying in the hospitals. They don't have priests. They don't have you know, uh, chaplains all the time, but nurses are there with everyone at every stage whether they're you know, sick, whether they have resurgery, or, or if they're dying. So the inspiration comes for, for, to help out, to help out. How can nurses be, be able to help those who are in hospitals to assist them in, this, in, 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 in coming to know the Lord, or at least that they will be able to pray for them? praying before they go to work or praying at their bedside or praying quietly or perhaps even inviting them to pray or inviting them to, to uh, receive the sacrament of an anointing or even confession or maybe Eucharist. And so from there, time goes and begins to develop and, you know, and conferences take place and teaching, and tools, and book, and then more and more. And then the Lord leads a person to be a teacher 
to teach at the, at the school of nursing. This is how God works. Our abilities, natural abilities, natural predispositions, experiences, and yet add grace to it. And this is why to listen to the Lord, hearing his voice is so important because then God will say, rely on me, trust in my power, trust in my love for you, for others. Because most often the Lord gives us gifts. They're not for us, for ourselves, maybe 5%, maybe less, but these are gifts given for others and that we are able to help transform this world, transform the world in a way that St. Peter says, you know, Lord, I don't belong to this crowd. It's not me. I know who I am. I am not capable of doing what you're asking me to do. But that the Lord says, come and follow me. Don't worry. Did Peter know that he will be the great apostle, that he will be a leader of the 12, that he will have to ultimately go and witness to not only in Jerusalem, but also in, in other places? Did he know that? No, he did not know. Did he know that he would have to go to Rome and witness in Rome? Probably not. He probably didn't even imagine. He just wanted to be part of the 12, perhaps the, 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 the team that, that, that kind of introduced this new kingdom. But we did not know. And yet this is how the Lord guides. The sea and strengthens, empowers. He gives us the abilities. You know, we say, well, what can I do if I am 50 years old or if I am 80 years old? What can I do? You can become a powerful intercessor, powerful intercessor through your prayer, through embracing the difficulties and problems and pains and sufferings. This is why St. John Paul II often, most often spoke to the people who were, who were sick during his pastoral visits. He always speak to the, to, the, to the sick, those who are suffering. He says, there's a power that you have. Don't waste it. The power of grace, the power of redeeming love, power of intercession. And, and in many places, even once he said, which almost shocked me, he says, he said, the grace that I have, my grace, the grace of become, being, a, of, of being, a, you know, the Pope, being, being the leader of the church comes from you in many ways because you're the ones who are interceding for me. The, 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 the type of power that we have. So there's no one who can say, there's only me, and there's nothing I can do, no matter what age. And if you're younger and the Lord is calling you to some type of ministry within the church, or maybe ministry for others <clears throat> in a social way, where you can be a, 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 a truly a leader of people in the world of politics, social movement, but you're really living out your faith, witnessing to Christ, by the decisions you make, by the laws you enact, by the things that you have, because God can use every one of us. No one is useless. No one is beyond remedy, no matter how difficult, no matter how broken that person is, because we can have, and we do have the power of intercession, the power of witness, the power of encouragement. You know how many times people just need a word of encouragement because we have gone through this already. We know what the outcome is. We know what, we, what happened when the Lord was with us. And so this is where it is. And so Jesus says to Peter, he says, uh, from now on, do not be afraid of becoming something more than you anticipate or wish for. Don't be afraid. You know, sometimes people tell me, I don't want to 
pray too much because I don't want, you know, because those who are close to the Lord, they have to suffer more. I'm afraid of suffering, so therefore I don't want to be too, too close, which is totally, totally opposite. Because yes, if there's a suffering, there's also grace that's given. Just like Faustina, who said to Jesus, he says, the, the greatest sufferings that I have to endure, and she endured, are nothing in comparison to the grace that you're going to give me, that, that you're preparing for me. The greatest joys, so sufferings. I don't want these joys to, here on earth. I want those joys in heaven. But here now, I have to work. I have to respond to you. I have to carry, carry the, the, the cross and follow you because there's something greater. Jesus asked her, he says, daughter, he says, help me to save souls. Souls are dying. Souls are separated from me. I want you to help them. And this is the invitation for all of us. How can we help others to be saved, even our enemies? How can we save by our prayer, by, our, by everything that God gives us? And God will give us, he'll tell us what to do. And just like he said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be not only catching fish for a while, but you'll be catching men. You'll be bringing them to heaven, bringing them, catching them from the world of, of brokenness, of evil, and you'll be helping them to find heaven. That it will be your mission. And, and so, and as Peter at that time realized that the Lord will not let him go. He said, Lord, let me depart from you because I, I don't belong to you. And yet the Lord knows, and he, Peter realizes that the Lord is not willing to let him go because he wants him to have something extraordinary, something special. The same thing today, if you look at the um, first reading from St. Paul, what is he saying to the Corinthians? He's don't let anybody deceive you by promising you happiness outside of the cross, outside of the resurrection, outside of Christianity. Don't let anyone deceive you. Because if you keep on thinking of, of there's something, that type of happiness you gain, gain ultimately leaves you totally empty and disillusioned. So there's nothing there. You know, I, I, I used to go, lately I haven't been going to bookstores, but I used to go and check out where, where, what type of sections of the, of the bookstore are most numerous. You know, there's a huge section on fiction, is a huge one. Historical documents, not too much. Some scientific works, very narrow. And another section which is very big, big is self-help, how to make yourself happy. So if you go there and t t take some of those books and then reach the people who wrote them and find out if they can really bring you happiness, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure there's enough of those things that they wish to create to sort of know yourself, you know, you're the greatest person on earth, whatever it is, trying to bring you to a deeper awareness that you are, you are in charge of yourself, you're in charge of this world, you're in charge of this thing and being in charge. And then we find out we're not in charge. And that's what the end and the misery comes back. But we are in charge when we say, Lord, be with me. You guide me. You help me. That's when he tells you, tells to all of us, you are my son, you're my daughter that I have loved from the very beginning. I want you to be the greatest person, and that is to be truly a, a man and woman, saintly, that because you, you receive the reward of, of becoming my follower, becoming 
my friend, because you are my friends, as Jesus said. I have told you everything, what the future is, what the future will be. You'll be with me because your body will rise. Your soul, which never dies, will be with me. You'll be united one day and you'll share the joys of eternal kingdom. And this is why St. Paul was saying, if you think yourself that you're wise, but you consider Christianity to be foolishness, then you better become fool because you'll miss. That's, what, that's why St. Paul wants to say, and ultimately he says, um, let no one boast about human beings for everything belongs to, to you, Paul or Apostle or Cephas or the world or life or death, all is part of you, but you belong to Christ. And Christ belongs to God because he's son of God and all becomes part of God's divine plan of salvation. He uses the word that we preach. It's a word alive, word that goes into our hearts and we hear it as truth. And we wish to accommodate the truth within our hearts, wishing to say, Lord, you help me understand, like Peter, like all of us, help me to know how I can follow you more faithfully. Yes, by listening to his word, by embracing that word, and also receiving the word alive, which is Jesus in the Eucharist, Christ himself, God himself comes to us. Do we realize that? That God comes to us, the one who has created this incredible universe, to create the complexity of each living being, the beauty of each human person, the greatness, of the, uh, of the human body, human mind, human spirit. And yet uh, he's the one who created us and he comes to us because he wants to recreate us anew, to become new creation, to become children of God, to be sons and daughters of God, destined for glory, destined for eternal happiness. Is this too true to believe? Yes, it may be sometimes hard to grasp because we see ourselves, we see the brokenness in the world. And you say, how is it possible? It is all possible. Nothing is impossible with God, whose love has drawn him to become one of us, and he will lead us to the Father's house, to the kingdom of God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.